faded. Lost his face. We good? Recording on both? Yep. All right. Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're back. We are. We're back. They and they let us come back again. I know. It's because they don't know we're here. We have a new set to do. Check this out. Uh, if you're not watching the video, you're missing out. Maybe. Uh, we have the... Oh, look at that Whoa, fanciness. See, switching. we have camera switching because we also have an Anthony. And he switches cameras, which is really cool. Even to himself. <laughs> um, but so we have this set that we're going to do today. This is the... Uh, what's it called? Go Brick Me. I didn't me realize the it bricks. Was, I didn't know it was called that, which is actually kind of a weird... But basically, it's a brickhead set to make yourself as a brickhead. Mm -hmm. And it comes with enough for two models. Correct? See. Si. Si. It says it right there on the side. Yeah. Two modeles. Dos modeles a construcciere. <laughs> I don't um, speak Spanish. I, you know, if you're not watching this, then this may not be terribly interesting. But I think it's going to be kind of cool because what we're going to do is try to make each other. Mm -hmm. And we've not really looked through this box. So nope. I don't know how this works. I nope. don't know anything about it. But we're going to kind of go through the set here while we're talking. And um, this is the first time I've seen a Lego set broken down in bags by color. I really like it. I don't. It's... We should have that discussion. What? In this case, in this given set, I think it... Okay, I get it. Oh, look at that little... She's it's got stickers. It's got stickers, and they're all like... Um... See if we can get a top view of these stickers. They're like uh, icons. Is that underwear? I think that's a like a neckerchief. No, that one. Upside down oh, look like that does look like underwear. Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good little spaceman thing. It does. That's cool. You should get that tattooed. I have thought about it. That's most appropriate. Yeah, I I may. All right. It's I, actually it. oddly enough. We haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about tattoos. Let's talk about tattoos. Okay. Um, I think 2019 might be finally my tattoo year. The year of the tattoo? Yeah, I think so. I've been... The tattoo. ...wanting to do it for a long time. Um, I have a couple ideas. And I've just never... Honestly, okay. I've never made the time to do it. It's not that I don't want to. It's not mm -hmm. that I'm scared of it. It's like, yeah, I have to set aside a time to go do it when it's not going to mess with, like... You know, depending on the, life. the tattoo, you could set apart several times. Yeah, I, I I think I would start with relatively small things. Okay. Do you currently have any tattoos? I do not. Okay. My wife has several, um, and I like them. I encourage them. You know, I'm not nothing like that. I just have never gotten around to getting one because it was one what of do those you mean things you where encourage them. Well, well like I. I don't, well, I guess I don't discourage them. Oh, okay. Like, okay. I've never... The body is a temple argument doesn't hold up? Well... Because I don't think it does either. I think it does, but I don't think that desecrates a temple. I think it, Ooh, ad I think it adorns a temple. Ooh, there you There's go. I like that one. Um, but because of that, I think I've always been really uh, cautious about what I would get as a tattoo. So I want to overthink it for a couple of years before yeah. I commit to it, right? I think prudence is probably the... The very first thing that you should have to overcome when thinking about getting a tattoo. Yeah. Like, draw it on yourself for a while and see if people make fun of you or if you just hate mm. it. You know, a cool way to test out tattoos, since we're bouncing all over the place and haven't even Yellow introduced bag. who we are and what we do. Um, I said my name is Josh. Well, that's, that's true. That's more than enough. Did that. um, if you take a label for a printer mm -hmm. and you peel off the label, you end up with a waxed paper sheet that you can feed through a printer. Mm -hmm. So then you print out your design for your tattoo on it, you lay it on your skin, transfer that ink, because it doesn't soak into the waxed paper. Mm -hmm. Transfer that ink to your skin, temporary tattoo. Washes off with water. Yeah, and if you wanted something a little more semi-permeant, permanent. Permeant? Yeah. Uh, you can get the actual like tattoo transfer paper. True. Yeah. And I think there's a company now that I saw on Instagram somewhere mm -hmm. that can send you some, but it's... They last for like two weeks. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, uh, we were looking at those. As I think you can choose from like a, a canned lot that they have, and it may just be like a graphic design library, or you can put out like a, a brief to their designers, and they can try to draw you up something, just like you would at a normal tattoo studio. The one that we saw could be a different one. You could actually upload a file. Oh, that's cool. And it would come full color, and they were supposed to last for two weeks, and you could like shower in them and all that type mm. of stuff. So maybe a different thing. Um. 
Okay, oh, so here, you look at the book. All right, I'm going to finish opening this. We also have, so there were bags of colors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they picked these colors, but there's a bag of yellow, orange, brown, black, and then multi-tone brown. The, the multi-grain Cheerios bag. Yeah, yep, pretty much. Then there were also, there's a bag of... That was in the same thing? This It was in there, but it was this was a bag. I just dumped it out because we were using it for something else. Hmm. But a bag of, like, bright colors. And then there's another bag of... It, this is actually the only numbered bag, I think. Um, but this one is probably the structure and the hair. Uh, according like to that. the instructions here... Okay. So do you um, build a core? You can build number one as its own thing, and it will make this white there you go just the white cover one and some of the colorful pieces are yeah they're the structure on the inside that are hidden so i'm going to scoot our colored pieces out here so that may just be like a practice round to go like here is how you get the structure or you can try to supplement what you want on the outside but then there's more examples here so oh okay so it gives you different like body designs there's one with a skirt let me see Overhead cam activate. So there, like this is if you wanted to make a skirt. Uh, there's like a striped shirt of varying types. There's different skin tones. Uh, this doesn't. This particular one doesn't talk about the head, but it gives you references. Like go to page this and go to whatever. So that was really one of my concerns with this brickhead thing is I haven't really built very many, so I felt like I was going to screw the whole thing up. But this does seem to. Oh, and there's the very next page. Oh, look at there. That it gives you different kind of head designs. How to make a beard. How to have a hat. Wink, wink. <laughs> There's glasses. Headphones. Different hairstyles. There's that one looks like Mr. T. It does. That's I'll, cool. I'll do that one for you. That one looks like Zach Morris. <laughs> Well, okay, so there's one set of instructions and mm -hmm. uh, choose your own adventure build, so I'm not sure how we're both going to do this. I don't know either. Why don't we do this? Mm. Why don't you do this? No, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't you do this and I start something else, and then next week you do something else and I do this? Okay. Because I don't, we can't seem to build it at the same time, I don't think. Got it. Look at that. Compromise. Yeah, Go sure. team. It's, we have plenty of sets. So, uh, uh, But you're going to have to get all of your bricks out of my space. <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen, so we may as well, I guess. But they don't okay. have to. Okay, you, we, we were originally going to talk about yes. my affliction, apparently, of liking things grouped by color, how it's just soothing. Okay. Were you going to poo-poo all over it? Oh, yeah, okay, totally. go for it. No, actually, there's a difference. So in this case, it actually makes sense because in this particular set, I assume these are broken up by color for the sake, for the sake of decoration. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at all these pieces in these color, they are the same set of pieces in different colors. Yep. Right? That makes sense to me, totally. And I think these are uh, the hair. Like, a lot of them have the same. Okay. Like, there's brown, there's right. orange, and there's yellow for brown hair. Or black. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, there's black over there, too. So, yeah. I would imagine that some of these have, like, the curved stair steps and things. So, they have the same um, assortment, just in a different color. And I think, they, oh, there's, like, the dirty blonde. So, I think these are hair colors yeah these pieces don't have any of the maybe curves. those are hair this, color slash skin tone this is probably skin tones yeah huh this okay. is kind of clever it is very clever all right so while we move these around and do stuff how do you how would you store your bricks as a completed set or as just a big haphazard just tub okay well let's go one step past that okay if you were to organize them in some way what would your logical process be to store them and so that the next time you came to build something, you could find a piece if you wanted to find it? Okay, so the workbench I just made, mm -hmm. it has a lot of organization. Someone's like, is this your Lego table? Yeah, I saw that. So if I could break it down by little category like that, it mm -hmm. would not be by color. It would be by part. Okay, uh, good. So you're good. Not, you're, uh, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, what kind of part? Explain what you mean by part. Um, hmm... Depending on how many I had, and I'm not really the one to to like know exactly the piece I need for any given moment, but uh, I don't know. It depends on the collection. Like this is a two by four flat, so this is a panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a two by four panel. It's flat on the top. Like pieces that are flat on the top would probably go together. Maybe not necessarily all of the two by fours, but ones that are flat. 
you know, normal studs, normal pegs, normal whatevers would all kind of be grouped together. And then, I don't know, I would eventually, as I sifted through my giant pile, I would start to have some kind of categorization system. And then I would get to something that didn't conform and then I would shift it. Mm. And I would probably end up redoing it four or five times just because something in there is not going to go toward my very rudimentary categorization system early on. But yeah, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't group them together by color. It's just, it's foreign and it's kind of nice just because there's all of the, like you can get the big bucket that comes with yeah. all the pieces. Um, but I've just never seen a Lego box that had Lego bags that are grouped by color and it's just kind of neat looking. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, it is kind of like when you go to the Lego store and you see the bins, so you can, mm -hmm. there's like a colored bin. Um, so the thing that's always bothered me about Oops, sorry. when you see Lego organization like on Pinterest, if you go search for how to organize Legos on Pinterest, it is containers of colors every single time. Yeah, those got dirty because oh, I was using them. Sawdust. Ah, I got it. Yeah. All right, so I'm making you, to be clear, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you go on Pinterest and you look, it's it's they're always organized by colors. And it's for the kids because I assume a child cares more about uh, the coloring of something than the structure of something. I could mm. be wrong there. Um, I think it's the easiest and the most rote to be able to group something by a color. They're roughly the same size, so you're not grouping together giant pieces or they're yeah. not very obvious. Like this is a star, this is a circle, like you put in those weird kind of mm -hmm. cube things you got to peel apart. So I think the easiest and the most elementary way to sort something would be by color. But I think the purpose for that, at least in the case of a kid, and I know this from my kids, is when that they when they make something, like the other day, one of them was building <clears> a, a thing and he was like, can you help me find a gray one of these? And I said, well, why does it have to be a gray? And he was like, well, the pieces around it are gray. Like okay, I mean, I, I get that. Hmm. You know, you want you want to have a gray spaceship, so all the pieces have to be gray, and so you're going to look for gray things. In my mind, uh, that decoration is kind of like the secondary thing. Obviously, I look at this stuff differently than a kid would. I get that. Um, but when I a few years ago, I pulled all my bricks out, and I don't know. I think this was just like a, I need an exercise, out like outside of being productive. I just need to be like self-indulgent mm -hmm. and just let my mind go. And so I pulled all my bricks out and organized all of them. And I had to figure mm. out, and, and the idea was like, I don't need to do this. I don't really even want to do this, but it's like, I have, I have to figure out a way to organize them so that if I ever do want to play with them again or build something, I can find what I want. And it was more of an exercise of like, they're all in front of me. How would I retrieve them? Hmm. So how can I store them? And so I went through a couple of different attempts, and I like took not square enough. Yep. Yeah, but the That's round ones are too round. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I went through this exercise of like trying to do well this type of piece together, and then kind of like you were saying, you come across another piece that would throw off the whole system, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't do that. So I ended up basically in a similar place to what you said. I broke them down by function. And so, but at first, and then subdivided those kind of as I went. Man, I sound like a hyper nerd. You're not. But this is the We're kind of a stuff podcast where we build Legos and you're talking True. about your True. infatuation with Legos. Um, you're on brand. <laughs> True. But basically, like I took all of the plates, like you were saying, and put them in the thing. And then I ended up changing that to strips and plates because they're essentially the same thing. But like anything yeah. over two by became a plate. Anything under two by became a strip. Because mm. I have so many that it yep. like you can't put all of those in one box. It would be a big useless box. So I started doing that, and I, in, I ended up with like a, a couple of like a plates, strips, um, angles, curves, things like that. And then you end up with all the pieces that don't make any sense. And so I tried to figure out how to put like all the specialty, yeah, like the radar dishes, yeah. and then like the flame pieces and all the you know. So it does certainly break down at some point, but then all of those things that you have trouble finding a place for, that's because they're so unique and almost useless in the majority of the situations. Well, I think so having just, all of them like, together is, is here's fine. A, yeah. Here's a tiny guitar. Like that would go yeah. into the specialty thing. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of, you would have to go with your first instinct. Because if mm. you were to, to want to retrieve it quickly, 
the very first thing that comes to your mind is probably the very first thing that you're going to be able to recall. True. Yeah. And so going to that bucket, like that's a, a screw or that's a specialty or that's a strip or that's a, you know, a, a plate or whatever, like you talked about, like having it like that. But just like any good system, it should evolve over time. Yeah. Um, but I've done what you're saying, but I didn't organize. I just built the sets back. So I have all of my instruction manuals and I had a really bad day at work one day when I worked, I don't know, one of those jobs. And so I just went home and as a therapy session, just sat down and rebuilt every Lego set. I had the gigantic tub, which is my preferred method to storm because then you have all of your, uh, your, I guess your, your color palette, you have everything at your disposal at that moment. And I just went and rebuilt everything. Knights, castles, Star Wars, ships. Because that brings me joy. I think the finalized piece is, like, engineering-wise and artistic-wise, like, it, it is perfect. Hmm. Regardless if I really like this particular set or that particular set, like, the final thing is how it's supposed to be, and right. it all came together. And that's what really makes me happy. Hmm. And if I want to build my own silly thing, I can build my own silly thing, and that would evolve, but it's a different kind of joy. Yeah. It's yeah. like a satisfactory completion type thing. I'd agree. And so that day, I built probably 12 sets sitting in my son's room, and my wife came in. She's like, are, are you okay? Are you having a breakdown? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm so much better now than I was a while ago. Okay, this thing says I can use these two pieces. Um, and they're not around. So I, I don't, I think I remember saying it, but, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to start working on Darth Vader's castle, which is a very large set. Look at that. It's Whoa. It's big. It comes with really cool stuff. It's got Vader like in the back to tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's got two Imperial, Imperial guards. It's even got a little hologram emperor. No. Oh. That's pretty cool. And his ship. Cool. Anyway, um, for Christmas, I'm almost done with the bags. Let me just get this out of the way. So I do want to revisit the tattoo conversation. Yes, yeah. Okay. We'll get back to that. Um, but uh, for Christmas, my parents got my brother and I both BB-8, the BB-8 set. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on that at night when I'm watching TV for the past, I don't know, a couple weeks. Work on it here and there. And I finished it last night. It is really cool. In fact, I meant to bring it down here so I could show it to you and we could talk about it. But um, it's it's awesome. It's you know it's a ball, obviously. But then the panels, which are a part of the structure on the side, you can spin the panel and it mm. does a thing. So hmm. you spin one circle that looks like it should just be a panel, and his head spins around. But also, it has the little BB-8 wobble to it. It's oh, not just cool. spinning. It, it like has yeah. a I don't even know how to explain it. It's really weird. Omnidirectional slop? Yeah, it has slop in it in in one axis. Or maybe it's in two axis. But anyway, so it does that. And then the other side, you spin this little panel, and the face, one face opens up, and his little lighter comes out mm -hmm. and, and goes up. Hmm. It's so cool. There's a lot of, like, moving stuff on the inside of that one before you can put the outside sphere on. So anyway, I finished that. And I would show it to you, but I'm not going to because it's not down here. Okay. I need to figure out a way to make a plaid pattern. Oh. And hmm. Lego bricks are not conducive to making a plaid pattern in a brickhead. Yeah. I shall overcome. Or you could make a T-shirt with the space logo on it because I do have that T-shirt. No worry for you. Well, I'm just saying, if you want an easy way out, I mean, if you're a quitter, that's like one thing you could do. <laughs> wow, Whatever. that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tattoos. Yeah, so you I have, have... You have tattoos. I have two tattoos. Ta you have tattoos. I have two tattoos. <laughs> uh, and it was the same thing. I didn't want to tat... And probably my first one was probably a little irresponsible. The kind of. Tweety Bird one? <laughs> Tweety Bird. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I heart Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> title <laughs> um but what is your no no no, no. is your head okay so i have two tattoos and they're both military themed i was in the military is what you do you go drink alcohol and you go get tattoos because you're dumb but mine aren't dumb i mean i wasn't dumb like that i have what do i have i have some wings and a sword on one bicep and then i have um uh kind of a not a 
half sleeve. It comes down a little further, like it stops at my shirt sleeve, and it's an angel and some helicopters and some stuff. Oh, so when you get a tattoo, the hardest thing to do is explain your tattoo to someone else mm -hmm. because it is such a personal thing. It makes absolutely no sense. It's like you're trying to explain a dream to someone. Yeah, or like or why, they can be why like, you named your kid something. Yeah, they yeah. can be attentive, but it's n the delivery of what you're doing is not as impactful. Yeah. Like this one, the wings and thing was because I was a helicopter crewman and I just earned my wings and I was really proud of it. And this other one is because a bunch of friends of mine died. Like, mm. there you go. Yeah. explaining what it was and what it feels it's just that's something super personal and you can try to convey to the artist because getting a tattoo is it's really weird uh that you are putting something that is going to be on you theoretically forever in the hands of someone that you really don't know right yeah um, you can uh, research tattoo artists and you can befriend them or you can have an artist friend of yours like draw up a thing but it's unless you have that ability you're surrendering a part of this, like really deep seated part of you and to someone else. Yes, permanent thing. Yeah, man. And so you better hope they get it right. Because <laughs> I, I had a friend of mine, no regrets, that got a yeah, that got a, a Blackhawk helicopter tattoo, and he was so proud of it. It was really detailed. It looked really good, but the tail rotor was on the wrong side, and he didn't notice until he showed it to us. Mm. And he was like. I can try to get him to fix it. And we're like, dude, no, like, mm. I don't think he can because it's super detailed. And he went in for a sitting or two and I guess was just so enthralled and you start talking or some people have like a movie playing because you're in a chair for hours, a mm -hmm. couple of hours, depending on what you're getting. <clears throat> so do a lot of, I mean, it sounds like you have, but I mean, to anybody yeah. listening who's thinking about doing it, like do your research and fight back against someone. If they're like, oh, this is what I think it should be because I'm an artist. Like, that's not what I want. That looks stupid because you're going to give them three or $400 or whatever and then walk out and probably never see them again. And then you have to look at it every day of your life. Yeah. So if I've, if I get any, it will be me giving them the image and say, it's this. Yep. I will never, <laughs> there's, there's nothing that I would have someone tattoo on me that I wouldn't have fully planned out in its final form. Because that's just That not, sounds like you. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like, I'd love to have a horse. You know, like, whatever you think a horse should look like. <laughs> ever. Never, ever, ever would I do that. Well, I think your experience in art school kind of lends to that idea that you're able to convey the, the thought and the emotion into a, a piece of art. Hmm. Whereas I was lacking in that. And I'm like, this is what I would like it to do. This is what I, it means to me. What do you think it looks like? And if it matches what it, what I'm thinking, then great. Yeah. But sometimes when you're in the store or they'll usually tell you to come back and they'll show it to you and you're like, oh, that looks neat. You kind of don't have the, the magnifying glass as you would because you're just like, all right, I'm getting a tattoo today. Right. But be, you know, scrutinizing as best you can, because again, it's, it's their artwork, but it's your body. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know when I'll do it. Um, it okay. Do you think it's going to hurt? Like, what is the... A lot of people talk about it hurting, or that's their affinity to getting tattoos, either because it's permanent or because they think it's going to hurt. I think it will hurt from... Like, I mean, I understand what's happening, and I've seen enough people getting tattooed up close that I get it. And I kind of imagine what it'll feel like. I don't think it's going to hurt to where I would be worried about it. Where are you going to get it? Because that will determine your level of pain. Where? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I watched, uh, when I was in Huntsville not too long ago, I watched someone get a tattoo on their inner wrist, which I know is like one of the most sensitive spots because it's like there's very little meat there. Mm -hmm. And she was a tattoo artist. So she's, mm. and she was covered. Um, but as part of a kind of a, display like they were doing a demo or whatever and so she was getting something that she had wanted on the inside of her wrist and she i could see her wincing and she's obviously had a lot of experience so i know something like that hurts but she wasn't like screaming and crying or she was carrying on conversation you know mm -hmm. but i guess it all depends on where uh you're getting it and so how long you're going to be sitting there and stuff like that other than like the real sensitive areas um, you think if, if it's something that you want to cover up in public, then it's probably going to hurt a little bit more. Hmm. Um, if it's something that doesn't see the sun routinely, it's going to hurt a little bit more. 
But if you get like your leg or your your arm or something that has like a decent muscle or fat content, like it feels like you got a sunburn mm-hmm. and someone is like scraping you with your yeah. fingernail on yeah. a sunburn. Somebody else mentioned it that way too. Yeah. If you get uh, bold outlines that they use just a single needle rather than a shading needle, which has multiple, the shading needle doesn't hurt as bad. Like the single needle, it just it has that little fingernail down a sunburn kind of feel. Mm. But then you're talking or there's a movie or there's music or you take a nap or whatever. How could you take a nap while you were getting... I've seen people take naps where it's... I mean, you get a massive back piece where you get a sleeve or like a half sleeve where you're sitting in a chair for four hours. I guess maybe the repetition of the noise probably helps because the gun kind of has a hum. Not a gun. The... What do they call it? They don't call it a gun anymore. They call it a tattoo gun. No, they don't. Oh, is it? Is that not the preferred vernacular? No, it's not. Actually, she made a, when I watched that demo, she made a big deal about it. it's oh, not a gun. It's a, mm. a device. It's a, I can't remember the word. Somebody will tell us. I'm sure we'll get a thousand emails. But there's another word that they prefer rather than gun. Mm. So I had some really young and dumb soldiers that were with me uh, when I was deployed, and they bought a tattoo device application device. <laughs> I'm gonna call it a gun because I don't know any better. So they bought a tattoo gun and they just practiced on each other. And there's people and I mean it's machine. It's just tattoo machine. Tattoo That's machine. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It, it technically is a machine. Yep. Um. But they would they would give out free tattoos to practice and they would do like the DC shoe logo or like skateboard logos or really dumb stuff that cool. I mean in my mind was dumb. If that meant something to them, then great. Because again, a tattoo is something mega personal. Um. But once you get one, you don't really. It's, it's rarely enough for people. Yeah. I don't think I know anybody that has one. I'm probably Unless they're I'm horribly about it, but I was gonna have I was gonna have a pun. Okay. It was gonna be good. Okay. Unless they were scarred by that <laughs> traumatic <laughs> event. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, um you know. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my best work. I'm proud. My mom thinks I'm funny. <laughs> But yeah, like I want to get another one. I have a thing drawn up already that I want to get that, again, doesn't make sense to anybody else, but it's my body and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it might be I heart Wanda. Don't tell me my business. <laughs> and so, okay, what? Your wife will be very curious who Wanda is. That's all I'm saying. You can do whatever you want to. But So, so as a, a kid or a teenager, when people used to make the argument, like, you're going to have that all over your body. You're going to be an old man with a whole bunch of tattoos. Like, how do you respond to that kind of negative advice from people that just have a disdain for the either the tattoo culture or people with a bunch of tattoos like what's your response to that well i mean all right so for context growing up around here there weren't a whole lot of people i don't think there were any tattoo shops so i don't think there were a whole lot of people with tattoos and the people that i did know that have them that had them because actually there were a couple of guys that i used to skate with that had them in high school and it was like not a big deal nobody it just wasn't a thing. But I also wasn't surrounded by a whole lot of them. Then go to art school, college. Everybody has crazy colored hair. Everybody's getting tattoos and all these crazy piercings. And that's just the culture was that. So I went from not being against but not exposed to a lot to mm-hmm. then being down in this culture of like everybody has a thing that makes them look unique or whatever. Um, And so – through college, it was just like, well, yeah, I know people with all sorts of different looks and coverings, and they change all the time, and they're awesome people. And so it just became like a really big non-issue for me. Um, I mean, it was never was an issue, but it didn't become an issue, I guess. So my parents listen to this podcast, so they're probably going to hear this, which is fine, because I say anything in front of anybody the same I would, whether they're in front of me or not. My parents were not big into tattoos. They never spoke out against someone who had one, but they never wanted us to have any. I think it's a pretty popular opinion oh, yeah. for parents. Yeah, I mean, most most people think that way. Um, but what's funny was uh, I started dating Jenny. She has a tattoo that you can see when we go swimming and stuff. Like, when she's in a bathing suit, you can see it. And it was never an issue, never a problem, you know. I mean, but I still had this thing about me, even though I wanted to get one that was like, I'm probably going to disappoint mom and dad. No. You know what I mean? And so then after we were married for several years, I think, uh, one time at dinner, we were sitting there and I was talking to my parents and I was like, I want to ask you guys something. 
Uh, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. And I don't know when. I don't know what. I don't know if I ever actually will. But I'm considering it, and I'm curious how that's going to affect you. Like, how old were you? This was, I was married. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I remember saying something to the effect of, like, I'm an adult. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not asking permission. I'm just curious. How are you going to feel about that? Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, do whatever you want to. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Like, cool. I mean, I know they're not going to be, they're not going to, like, check in and be like, hey, did you get a tattoo yet? I want to see it. Nothing like that. I don't think they would be excited about it, even to this day. But I also know that they love me regardless. And so it's not going to be an issue um but i think that's the only that's as close as i've ever come to being worried about the longevity of having a tattoo was Mm -hmm. how my parents were going to look at me because i knew it was something they had not wanted me for me in the past and i was as an adult going against that not that they had to at the time but they ever give you any kind of hint at why they felt that way Okay. And I, it was never even a spoken thing. I mean, honestly, I don't think it was like a, I never heard anything negative about tattoos. It was just, I don't know. Maybe it was never even a thing in the first place. And I just assumed it was, I have no idea. <laughs> I guess maybe I had that assumption too, because my dad was really conservative and my mom was more of the, the free spirit. Mm. And I got my tattoo when I joined the army. So I was 20 and he came and sat with me. Hmm. And he was intrigued more than anything. Hmm. I don't know if it was like we got to share this kind of moment. Like he never had a tattoo, never wanted a tattoo. Told me if I got an earring that I would be kicked out of the house and stuff like that. Like I didn't really want to get one anyway, but Mm -hmm. like that was the, the the spoken, not even the unspoken, like understanding. Right. Um, But when the time actually came, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down and get a tattoo. He's like, oh, you are? He's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just down by the beach. He's like. Can I go? Huh. I'm like, yeah. So it was the first one I got was maybe two and a half hours. We sat there and talked and had a good old time. He was asking a guy questions and hmm. yeah, it was, I was surprised. It was really fun. That's interesting. Yeah. So Jenny got hers when she was 18 and it was like, she just showed up at home with a tattoo hmm. <laughs> and her parents freaked out. I wasn't there, but so I'm told it was a pretty big deal. And then everyone she's gotten since then, um, you know, she's an adult. She just like shows up down there to visit. And she's like, oh, look at this thing I got. And they always just like roll their eyes and like don't even say anything about hmm. it now. It's just a thing. But I mean, her brothers and sisters and stuff all have them as well. Um, I was going to say something in regard to that. Oh, yeah. So I did get my ears pierced when I was in college. Oh, really? Yeah. Both oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Look at there. You can kind of see them hmm. if you look for them. So when I was, and that was something that I knew that they didn't want me to do. And I don't remember having a conversation or anything, but I knew that that was not something that they were down with. Mm -hmm. But I was, like I said, I was in college with like a bunch of crazy people who got all sorts of stuff done to them. And I was like, Hey, you know, getting your ears pierced is like a pretty, that's not that big of a deal. Take them out and they grow back. And so I remember coming back from Christmas break, my freshman year and my friend Adam's uh, picked me up at the airport and we drove to the mall and I got my ears pierced before I even went home. And wow. I don't know why, if that was planned or I don't remember, but, um, and then I don't know if I was as dumb as it seems, <laughs> <laughs> but I somehow didn't think that they would notice if I took the earrings out when I was around them. Or maybe mm. it was just like a, if I don't wear them around them, they won't, you know, be upset or I don't know, whatever. But I, I spent time with them after having taken the earrings out. And then when I was away from them, I would put them back in. And then at one point, sometime, I guess when I stopped wearing them or something, I set them down and I was like, look, you guys know that I've had the earrings and you didn't want me to. And I did it anyway. And I'm sorry for that. And they were like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Random noise. Uh, and they were just like, it's okay. No, you know, like, I wish you had just told us the truth, but it's whatever. You're an adult. Um, Whoa. And so I kind of think that, I think the reason I ended up talking to them about the tattoo years and years after that was to avoid that, like, I'm grown up enough not to sneak around and not to try to do something. But I also don't want to do something that I know is going to cause a problem. So let's just talk about it. Yeah. And it was fine. You know, it wasn't a big deal. But um, 
so I did, I did get my ears pierced knowing that it was going against what they wanted. There was another thing that you said about that. How do you feel about the argument that you'll be an old man and it'll be saggy or you'll come to regret it later in life, which is a pretty popular sentiment for people that don't like tattoos? Uh, I mean, cause I think it's, we're seeing a lot more older people. Oh yeah. That have to like, Tiffany's grandmother has a tattoo like right below her neckline. Hmm. Where yeah. ladies get tattoos sometimes. <laughs> wild, that, wild crazy southern women. Yeah. And uh they're just like, oh yeah, she's got a tattoo there. And sometimes when we're at Christmas or whatever, she'll be wearing like a V neck shirt and she'll like move her arms a certain way. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. You know. <laughs> it it's silly. And surprisingly, not a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think any tattoo, whether, even if you got one and you, it stayed exactly where you put it, exactly as dark as it was when you got it, there's still a pretty good chance that you might, you know, regret it at some point mm-hmm. because we're human and things change within our lives. But I don't think that like getting all droopy and faded is any reason not to do it personally. Now, there was part of me, like when I was out of college, and I was looking at the prospect of getting a job for someone else. I mean, I'm mm. I'm definitely different in this in the, my career path than a lot of people. But there was that little. Did I tell you about the suit? What suit? Just the suit. Suit? No. The okay, suit? I was getting out of college, and I had been programming, and I was looking for a, a interactive development type job. And my parents came down uh, maybe six months or so before I graduated. And took me out and bought me a suit. Mm. And it was like, hey, we're going to buy you a suit so that when you go to job interviews, you've got this nice first presentation. You look like a ragamuffin. Yeah. You don't look like a kid that got earrings and didn't get, you know, no. So they wanted to buy a suit. So we went, bought this fancy suit that I've literally never worn to anything. No funerals? Not that kind of- no, I wouldn't wear a suit to a, f- I don't know, that's not me. So they bought this suit, but part of that whole process was me going like, I have to impress somebody else enough for them to give me money yep. or to give me a chance. Yep. And so I wasn't, even though I didn't want to wear the suit, I wasn't excited about it. I understood that that may be a thing for somebody who cares more about what, how to, what I look like than what I can do. And so that was the first time I, after having been in art school where everybody's just like, hey, bro, I don't care that your hair's blue and like you're lip is pierced and connected to your belly button or whatever it was like mm. crazy stuff. Uh, it was the first time I had been confronted with like, oh, I actually have to impress somebody with how I look. Mm-hmm. And I hated that and I didn't want to do it. And that was a part of me being excited about being a teacher at that college and starting my own business. Because hmm. I got the teaching job, like I didn't, I didn't go for it. They just pulled me out of class and said, hey, do you want to start teaching? And I was like, uh, Sure. So starting the company with my friend, I was like, well, we don't have to impress anybody. Like, our work will impress people who need that kind of work, but I don't have to try to get a job, you know, the same way. Plus, I was the guy that was sitting at the computer. My friend was the guy that went out and schmoozed everybody and got the work. And so I say I had a different career path because I've never really worked a normal job. With a dress code? With a dress code or with like a... Where I was in an office and I wasn't in charge. Hmm. Which sounds kind of weird now that I say it. So the only time I worked for somebody else uh, that I wasn't in charge was at Dell. But I was working from home. So I could work in my pajamas or whatever. So that didn't matter. Um, So anyway, a huge long way around to say I don't really have the experience of thinking about what I look like and how it's going to matter to other people long term. Because I honestly don't really care what people think of me. Um, That's a really good place to be in. I mean, professionally. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been, I think, proud of that throughout my life, that I don't really care if I'm the the oddball out or I don't want to have to impress somebody, you know, because I'm good looking or because I'm strong or because I'm fast or because I'm whatever, you know, just. um, But I know not everybody's in that situation, so I I want to be careful saying that. Um, all of my jobs. All I've of had, that to say, I don't really, I've never thought about that. I well, could have just said that. <laughs> every job I've ever had, I've had a dress code. And other than the military where it's like a thing, 
like when you walk in the door, like you have to wear this thing. You have so you can not they, get shot by the bad guy. They like give it, you the dress. Yeah, you get a bag, and here's all your stuff, and this is what you have to look like now. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of the military, dress code seemed uh, kind of arbitrary and based on like they were based uh, on reasons. It was huh. like you know you can all look the same. It's like okay, but why? Why do we all have to look right. the same? It's, or it's not like survival. Yeah, exactly. It's not utilitarian. Yeah. Like I had a wetsuit. I had a wetsuit because I worked in a pool like that made sense. That's part of your dress code. But we, I worked in Alabama. And so when I worked as a survival instructor, we had to teach class in this, um, like a a polo shirt. It was made out of this like shiny polyester, uh, an undershirt and these like tactical 511 khaki pants which all veteran contractor guys wear which i thought was just dumb and it was like you had to wear those and it's like i don't need 16 pockets down my legs to teach but a class you might like that was random i don't know man you hold a lot of snacks in those pockets all of my pencils and my cool flashlights and my dip can and all my other stuff that comes along with <laughs> being a veteran but it seemed super arbitrary which i didn't like and then when I started working for Lockheed, like it was a professional job. Like I was sought out for that job. And so that I had to get a suit. I got a suit for that job hmm. because I was told like. For like you, the interview process? Yes. Okay. It was like, you need to get a suit because this is time to use your master's degree. And this is a thing. Like this is a career, not just a job kind of deal. It was in my head separated like that. So I was like, all right. So I went to the men's warehouse place and got myself a dumb suit. And I think I wore it for that and that alone. Mm-hmm. It's probably still in my closet if I have it at all. I don't know if it made it from the RV or not. But um, but when we got there, the dress code was like khaki pants and a polo shirt tucked in with your name badges. And there was a Dilbert cartoon <laughs> that, you know, Dilbert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Silly hair, worked in a corporate environment. And they're like everybody's standard uniform kind of thing on that show was a just white button-up shirt with a tie. And his tie would kind of flip up. And then there was one that went, oh, we're not wearing that anymore. It's the new millennium. You have to wear a polo shirt and a, a lanyard with badges on it. And then everybody started wearing that. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, that's literally how that went and why. Mm. Just like, and I worked in an environment where I saw on a given day, I saw or interacted with maybe seven people, seven or 10 people at the most. So it's not like, well, this is your professional. You need to make, you know, keep up an appearance because you're a contractor, you're working for the government, therefore, you're representing this mega billion dollar corporation. It was like, I'm I'm really not, though. I'm a hermit and I give people information. (laughs) And so I started wearing blue jeans. And I had my polo shirt, and it was tucked in, and I wore just like a pair of Asics, like running shoes. And the lady that I worked for did not like it at all until this other guy, who was her boss, started wearing kind of the same thing. And so I could point to like a superior. I'm like, well, that guy, that guy's wearing that. (laughs) And then she just kind of left me alone. And then it became like, maybe I'll wear a hoodie. And then if I wear a hoodie because it's kind of chilly outside, I can just wear a T-shirt. And so I would always push this really dumb dress code that had no bearing on my performance. Mm. It was never in any evaluation that I had. It was arbitrary. And that's what bugged me, I think, the most was like, you're going to pass a rule for what? I'm not more efficient. I'm not going to get my work done faster because I'm uncomfortable. Or I have to go buy a bunch of just dumb clothes at Kohl's. And I still have a bunch of those random polo shirts (laughs) for no reason. I don't know why I still have them. But it was really refreshing coming here. I'm like, I, I just, I just wear clothes. Yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> T-shirts sometimes. Mm. I finished bag number one. How long hey, are we in the show? We have a time. Yeah, I'll just open bag number two. It's fine. But uh, wait, 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 wait. oh, tattoos. Tattoos. So the military had a thing about tattoos. Like they love them and then they absolutely hate them because it's a rich heritage of going to a place and getting a tattoo and it's just a, a thing but then at the same time uh you look like a bunch of degenerates mm-hmm. and so there was some like official rules like you couldn't have a tattoo that could be shown within one of your dress uniforms and then the marines were like you couldn't have a tattoo that was shown in their fancy like blue one but because of when the wars were kicked off they kind of allowed that to slack a little bit so people would have like tattoos on their neck or some that went down their sleeve into maybe their hand and 
but it was just it was really big to get tattoos and you felt like you had something to say or you had an experience in your life that was worthy to be remembered uh, not just like i wanted gumby or the ghostbuster symbol uh, on my back don't spoil my tattoo man <laughs> come on so it was a thing and then yeah it's a gateway drug like you just want more and there's usually something else why that- do you think that is I don't know. I think it's the same reason people really like clothes. Like if they choose to express themselves in that thing. But I think hmm. you can be as adorned as you want to and it can reflect your personal style. And then I think a tattoo one-ups that concept. Like not only can you be yourself and represent yourself outwardly to people because of what you are proud of, you can take that step further and brand it into your skin for life. Hmm. And it's just, I mean, pretty people like art, and it's just cool looking. Yeah, true. So uh, I'm curious, like when you got yours, was was there that much thought into it? Like I want to, I want to hold on to this thing forever. I want to be represented this way, or was it? Was there that kind of forethought? The second one, yes. The first one, no. Uh, the first one, I was just proud. Like I was proud of my wings. I'd always wanted to fly since I was a little kid, and I felt like that was some kind of, you know culmination of that event so i wanted to put that on me in some kind of cool way uh the second one uh my friends died and yeah that's we could have that conversation one other day but i wanted to remember that and i wanted to have like something symbolic of that moment because it affected me mm-hmm. in so many ways and i can just remember it which i mean there's no use in paying someone 500 something dollars if you can just remember stuff really well which mm-hmm. not that i can forget it yeah. i just wanted to take that memory or take that event and try to make something kind of beautiful out of it. Right. Yeah. That, that I can look at that instead of having to think of the, the bad mm-hmm. that went along with it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, that's not saying that everything is, is bad and needs uh, a beautiful representation now. It's just like I, I have something else I feel like I want to represent in my own way. Because hmm. uh, the, the important moments in your life will stay with you because they're intense and they're timely. But sometimes you kind of forget certain things or how it made you feel in that moment. And I think making a little part of you a graphical representation of that moment kind of keeps it more alive. Right. You know, it's on the, it's easier, it's on the ready. So do you feel like that has happened? Like, do you think having those now after having had them for a long time? Well, they're a part of me now. Um, so they don't necessarily carry that same like you don't look at them and always remember it just becomes a part of your skin like yeah. scars like where like I I glance over the scar on my hand every time but I don't really think about where it came from. Yeah, it's not like a constant reminder. I don't wake up every day and have like a brooding moment with my tattoos. Um, it's something that I'm proud of and is a part of me and I chose to be a part of me, not just some like mole or something else that is just a part of you in some standout type of way like this is a thing i chose to be there and i'm proud of it and with that pride comes like yes it's steadfast it's not going to leave i put it there on purpose and so if i do like see them or think about them it's not like yeah look at that one like you'll do that for a little while after you get it because you're yeah. you're flexing and you're proud and you think it's cool looking but now it's it's reassurance it would look weird if it wasn't there. And if I saw a picture of me, I would wonder where they went. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, when I see pictures of myself without glasses now after having or, worn or them a, for a beard. Years. Yeah. The same. I think my tattoos and my beard um, academically could be studied in the same psychological vein. Because I got my beard, or I got my beard like it was given to me. <laughs> I ordered my beard. Yeah, it came from Amazon. Like, I grew my beard when I left the military because, like, this is the new kind of me. I wasn't allowed to do something for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm making this choice to make this part of my physical body represent how I feel on the inside or what I want it to be. Furry. Yeah. Furry and just irritating in general. <laughs> Zitty underneath. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. So you could always just get your beard tattooed on your face. Ooh. And then you wouldn't have to take care of it, but it would always be with it, you. It would be a I'm lot sure more that's been full done. looking. <laughs> Surely that's be, been done, right? I don't know. 
We gotta look that up. Oh, that's got people get the worst tattoos. It's gotta have been done. Well, I think it's the same idea that people get their hair tattooed or they get makeup permanently tattooed. Like, oh, that's true. I know some people that are cancer survivors that you know have had lost like eyebrows and things, like have their eyebrows and things tattooed back on mm-hmm. because they they don't grow naturally. I imagine people do that with their hair, or if you had some type of traumatic thing where, like, half of your beard fell out <laughs> because you rubbed coconut oil on it the wrong way. <laughs> Uh, just kind of go back and fill it in. Yeah. So Anthony pulled up some pictures on our monitor here of people with tattooed beards. And it looks exactly like you would expect it to look. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Now, see, okay, nobody else can see this picture. Not the dude in the middle with the saggy body. But the um, – go down a little bit. So there's there's – I've seen pictures like this before. There's like these really – Dudes with white hair, white beard, mm-hmm. obviously in their 60s, maybe, late 50s, early 60s, something like that. You can tell they are still working out. Their bodies are still in good shape, and they're covered with tattoos. To be honest, not necessarily with the tattoos, but that kind of white-haired dude is what I want to be when I'm in my 60s. Yes. Why? Um, I just don't want to be old and saggy and slow. Oh, okay. I want to live for a long time. I want to be around for my grandkids and maybe great grandkids. And I think part of being able to do that in my nineties is in my fifties and sixties, not being like, well, time to slow down. Like my dad doesn't slow down. He's still very active and goes around, you know, does all sorts of stuff. Um, I honestly would love to be the 60 year old out running marathons and Hmm. kicking butt. I was running my first marathon. I was running along and about mile 14, 15, my body started, like, I ran out of salt. Yeah. And so I started getting crampy and everything. <clears throat> and I'm, like, stopping at this table, and I'm asking the, the nurse or whoever she was, like, I, I need something, but I don't know what. And she was like, you need salt. So she handed me some salt packets, and I start, like, the McDonald's salt packets. So I start running again and just, like, a mouthful of salt. Sounds awful made the biggest difference in the world. But in the meantime, while I was running, trying to run and just inhaling salt, this guy who was not in very good shape was easily 30 years older than me, maybe more, ran by me and goes, you're not going to let me beat you, are you? And then like took (laughs) off and laughed and like took off. And that stuck with me because I was like, no, I don't want you to beat me. Even when I'm your age, I don't want you to beat me. Like I, Hmm. like I got to, I got to stay, that's, I don't like to run, but a big part of why I run is to kind of hedge that decay, right? It happens to all of us anyway. We're all going to slow down as we get older to some degree, but the more I can kick that down the road, I think the better it's going to be long-term. All of that to say, I would love to be the 65-year-old, tattooed, white-haired dude with a beard running past kids. Hmm. kids being 20s and 30s and me um you know running past them in races and be like you're not gonna let me beat you are you (laughs) i think that would be awesome see i see that guy as proud and accomplished like that guy has done something in his life whether or not it agrees with people's uh like path of success Mm mm-hmm like that guy has something to say and he has had enough things in his life that he feels passionate enough about to put them on his skin forever. Yeah. Whether they're dumb or silly, it's a memory to him. And that seems way more uh, worthwhile or worthy mm. of trying to replicate than just being nothing, not having it. Right. Yep. Not having it, not having it as a choice is one thing, but not having those things to even want to do that, like not having the experience or not having felt loss or pride. Um, that's why I look up to that person. Mm-hmm. It's because like that dude has has lived and he wants to show it off, and that's cool. He's not ashamed. He's unapologetic. About yeah, it. yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think that's that's a big thing to say to the people around you and to your kids. I think living in a way that is like uh, unapologetic about who you are, but at the same breath being kind and generous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, not like being like, I'm just a jerk and I don't care who thinks otherwise. I'm not, I don't mean that, but like living the best way that you can without worrying about how people think about you is a fantastic example for kids. 
Because I think that people are going to make a snap judgment about you one way or the other. Yeah, that's true. And if their snap judgment is based on just the fact that you are tattoo-ridden, uh, then you don't really want that in your life anyway. Yeah. I mean, is that mm -hmm. the person you want to hang out with? Yeah, you can <laughs> make that judgment all day, you know, arbitrarily. And I mean, ultimately... No ink off my back. Ah! <laughs> ultimately, we're all going to fade away. And what I do in my lifetime uh, has potential to have impact long term. But I guarantee you whether I have tattoos or not will not affect, you know, generations. <laughs> I can't imagine how it would. I mean, maybe. I will. think it's super cool that Tiff's grandma has a tattoo. It is cool. In the place that she got it. Like, I haven't, like, fully seen it, but, like, the whole concept <laughs> that her very conservative southern grandmother has a tattoo on her cleavage. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. It means a lot. I don't know what went on in her life where she was like, you know what? This is a great idea. Let's just do this. She's not that kind of person. But apparently something in her life was pretty awesome. Yeah. Where she's like, yep, let's do that right now. I'm going to sit here for two hours and not regret a single moment of this. I mean, don't you think mortality has, I mean, you know, you and I are generally in the same place as far as <laughs> it's not that black. It's more brown. Maybe. Trying to um, figure out Bob's hair color in Lego. I mean, I th you probably get to different, well, I know you do, but I know eventually we will get to even more points in our life where you're like, man, who cares? Yep. Like, I see the end. The end is getting closer. It may be 30 years away from me, but I, I can see it. And like, getting a tattoo, big deal, you know? Or like, impressing so-and-so, or chasing this, or spending my time on that. Like, who cares? Like, that probably continues to happen the older you get. I know it's happened to me already in my life, you know, where I've had these, like, moments of reevaluation where I'm just like, what? Man, that doesn't matter. Like, why do I care about that anymore? Move ahead. And I think going back to the uniform thing or the, like, dress code, like, without Lockheed and that really arbitrary feeling or any other job, uh, it just kind of becomes a norm and that's what expects, that's what is expected of you. Mm -hmm. But going, like, none of this matters. Like, honestly, yeah, the way that I am dressed is the lowest on the, like, metaphoric, like, let's be existential about life. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so whether I have a tattoo under here that you don't know about, like, hee, 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 it, <laughs> honest to God, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, unless it, it's, like, some gang symbols or some, like, hate speech that's spewed all over somebody, like, that, you're, you're going to need a little more explaining with those. Yeah. But what I choose to put on my skin is yeah. my choice. And if you look at it, then yeah, I'm a walking billboard granted, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It is kind of an interesting thing uh, for someone to be offended by other people's tattoos that, that aren't hate speech and, you know, profane and whatever. Um, you know, somebody has a tattoo of a flower on them. It is weird that that could somehow be offensive to another person. Or repulsive. Because it's just there. Like, ew. I like coloring books, but I don't like a coloring book <laughs> Art on Art goes you. on the wall. I mean, obviously, I think that's falling away. Not everywhere yet, but in most places, I think it's changed a whole lot. It's more culturally acceptable because there's yeah. super mega popular handsome people or people that yeah, are just kind-hearted yeah. instead of the, like, biker gang scary thought they like oh that's interesting yeah i guess they're street toughs with their tattoos yeah maybe it maybe it was did have an association with bad stuff mm, and degenerates now it's it's a little more people that you respect otherwise have tattoos and so it, yeah you don't have to give like a hell's angel uh yeah. like membership card to get a tattoo <laughs> anybody can do it huh yeah there's no prerequisites you just walk in and give them some money. Yeah. And you go, I want Tweety Bird coming out of my pants. <laughs> Tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> They're going to do it. Uh, They're going to laugh at you, but they'll do it. Okay, so how's how, how's my brickhead coming? I'm done with it. They don't shit. have an appropriate hair color for That's you. That's pretty close, though. I mean, it needs to be dark. I'm going to try, but it, I was thinking about intertwining some brown and black. But, okay, I try to make a plaid shirt. That's, that's cool. I can see it. Here. That's pretty good. I used pieces from our spare parts bucket. Oh. 
after every Lego set, when you complete it, there's always little tiny bits of stuff. And so we've been accumulating those in a bucket that we'll maybe do something with one day. But I need small parts, so. Cool. Like, you look like a uh, zombie minion, like a corpse yeah. of a minion. You're decrepit right <laughs> now. It's just like eyes. a gray <laughs> rectangular head. Well, um, we are over an hour. Man, I can finish this, too. That's a shame. You want to? You can. We can go long. I don't think anybody's going to complain. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, just to wrap up the tattoo thing, okay. I think this year, I think I said this last year, but I think this year will be the, the tattoo It's the time. summer of Bob. It, uh, yeah, that's right. The bevolution. Um, do you, do you, watch, you watch Goldberg's, right? I have not. You've talked about what? it. I haven't watched it. Though. Oh, dude. Man, there's so many things I got going. You I never would ask me what I'm watching. What are you watching? I'm watching ER. It's gut wrenching. It's mm. an awesome show. I, have you? You're not watching ER? No, I'm not watching how shows you, from you, 20 years ago. How are you not abreast on your medical knowledge? Although I did start watching Parks and Rec again on the treadmill the other day. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> fantastic! It's so it's delightful. And honestly, I'd forgotten how good the theme song was. Mm-hmm. It's a super peppy little, and it's got a cool change in it, and oh, yeah, it's good, it's so good. But I, I just watched the first two episodes uh, this week. It's very good. We better stop before we get copyright. Oh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um. Anyway, Bevolution is from Goldberg's. Excellent show. You should watch it whenever you finish ER and Friends and all the other ninety. Oh, we finished Friends a long time ago. I fall asleep near most. Um. Yeah, I think I think this year I'll finally hopefully make time. I should do it when I'm in Europe. Ooh. I should and, and we talked about it like when we were in England last year. Yeah. We didn't we intentionally didn't have anything to do. Like we had days where we just like took the train in and we just like walk around. We'd get off on a exit or a station whatever and just like, "Okay, what's here?" I don't know. Walk that way. And it was fantastic. But one of the times we were sitting at a cafe and I was like, I wonder if there's any tattoo shops around here. And there's like one on every corner, <laughs> like right where we were. They were all over the place, but they weren't open yet. So then it was like, well, we wait a couple hours till they open or we wait till later in the day and then they're booked and then we just never did it. So um, the biggest thing for me, I think, is making the time to go get it done because I just have a hard time making. Making time. Making time. Yeah, I know. Cha-ching! The irony. Um, making that a priority, making stuff like that a priority above other things. I don't typically do. Man, you're close. Um, it's, we gotta, we it's gotta right stretch there. it out. Oh, I got it. It's happening. Boop. Okay. Oh, boop. So if you don't watch the video, if you're just listening, that's totally fine. But we do have multiple cameras happening. Anthony and, did uh, a really great job setting all yeah, this Yeah, Anthony is upping our game here with video. And so we have, if you're not watching, then there's a shot of the two of us where you can see our ugly faces. Then there's also two shots of overhead so you can see what we're working on. And we are going to try to continue to kind of up the video portion of this. You know, you can put it on the background or whatever. Um, oh, the side of your head. The side of my head is always a problem. Another thing, since we talked about it, we talked about this offline, but uh, we don't have a way to monetize this. And I know that's not the biggest thing in the world. And, you know, this is supposed to be kind of playtime for us. It's Mm -hmm. fun because we we work hard all the rest of the time. But it does cost money. We buy these sets. We bought some new video gear to do the thing. So if you want to help out the show... Totally cool. If not, totally cool. Uh, if you want to, just support the I Like to Make Stuff Patreon. That's the probably the best way, I think, for now. Because we can't monetize the channel for the videos because it's too small and, you know, all that type of stuff. But if you just want to listen and not help out in that way, totally fine. Yep. Not a big deal. We know who you are. Yes. Both of you. <laughs> We've gotten some really good feedback lately on the show. We have. and Especially last week's show. Yeah. Where we kind of... Made silly fools of ourselves about celebrities. <laughs> and and uh, it's been a little while since anybody sent us pros and cons. Somebody sent us one. Really? Yep. Uh, graffiti art. Ooh, pro. I am pro as well. Yeah. I love graffiti art. It's great. I, mm-hmm. I do understand the opposition to random graffiti because I think it's, you are messing up somebody else's property. And if somebody has a building they want to look a certain way and you go in and paint on it, that's not very cool. But the art itself 
in the right place with permission, awesome. I think graffiti art and graffiti are two different things. Uh, oh, I think yeah. if you were just like tagging something just because that's, you know, you just want to do it for you. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing in my mind as graffiti art. Like having a, a purposeful, you know, display to represent the community. Uh, not that it like has to be sanctioned, but like it needs to be about more than you to be art in my book. Not just yeah, I, your, could, I your could see that. Silly scribbled up name. And yeah. And I think if you are going to come up with a tag, don't make it a dumb one. Because it's like I was driving down to, Net- to Atlanta this past weekend and there's a lot of billboards with tags on them. And it's just like squishy pants. Like, why would you pick squishy pants as your tag? Don't you want to sound cool? Or like pookie buns. I don't know. Pookie buns is kind of funny. <laughs> Yo, man, has pookie buns. Yo, pookie buns. He's got the right color action happening in that tag. Are you done yet? I'm so cl- I'm I'm going to say yes. Okay. Oh, the, the glasses gla- are too big. How do the glasses go on? Uh, I think they go on just like that, or they just hang on there. Huh. There's an example of something with glasses on it. Does it have a stud? It does have a stud. You have to put like a oh center. Oh, boy. How are we going to do that? You got to rearrange my face. To rip your eye face off. I can okay. just take my glasses off, and then you don't have to put glasses on it. Uh, ooh, I know. Where is it? It's a one by two with a center stud. Where there you are. But then how do you put the eyes on? They have to go on. Oh, I see. Oh, that's cool. That like that. Here we go. We're going without instructions. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We actually have had a few comments like when we were talking about you building the set with no instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a comment that was like, yeah, I thought that's what the whole show was going to be. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> it was surprisingly that's... fun, but uh, harder to maintain a conversation. Yeah. So I think the whole No Instructions title, uh, pretty good. I mean, pretty as nice. for the options with glasses, I think. Can we do the front view? I think your hair needs to be darker. I think it needs a beard. Oh, how do we do that? I don't know. Let's figure that out. Well, maybe next time. You don't have even a face. It's just like eyeballs. <laughs> anyway, the whole no instruction thing is not necessarily oh, about not using instructions for sets. It's about there not being instructions for a lot of things. Life, parenting, all that. Driving, no instructions, just everybody figure it out on their own. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Speaking of, I want to talk about motorcycles one day. Motorcycles? Yep. Okay. Maybe next time we'll do that. Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. If we remember. Yeah. You probably won't. All right. Come on. Get the beard. We got... It's like... Oh, it's going to be a second of, for the beard. It's 110. Oh, you want to show it next week? Then? Yeah, I'll show it next week. Okay. Um, if you want to check us out on... You know, you can find us in all the... I like to make stuff places. But where can people find you? On Instagram at the PI Workshop <laughs> and on Twitter at Josh Makes Stuff. Are you going to you gonna line those up at some point or not? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. No. Anthony, where can people find you? Instagram and Twitter at Anthony Lee Rose. Anthony Lee Rose, in case you couldn't hear it from my mic. Um, you I guess have that's black it. Beard. Eh, no, it's got a brown beard. It's got to match yeah. the hair. Yeah, the little gray piece at the bottom. No. Oh. All right, uh, that's it for this week. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.